done to you. Oh, you better be careful for somebody's keeping score. Welcome to The Same Lot, nine minutes at a time. I am one of your hosts, Rachel Mummert, and with me is my other host, Tierney Steele. And welcome as we partake upon this summer of shenanigans. <laughs> And we are starting with part one today, so we'll get the intro, the credits, and introduced to one of our main characters, Scotty Smalls. Start with our 20th Century Fox logo. Don't get excited to hear the Star Wars fanfare. Instead, we're going no. to Dodger Stadium today. <laughs> it is actually filmed at Dodger Stadium. I mean, they didn't specify that this is it, but yeah. it- I can't imagine they would have gone to the effort of finding another baseball stadium when they needed it for the end part. So yeah, this is a movie that has bookends taking place in the current day. So we see a man walk into work at a press box in Dodger Stadium. It's going to be a Giants-Dodgers game. It's a big deal. Uh, The two New York teams that moved west (laughs) ignited California baseball fever. I really love the way they did these opening credits where it's three kids, three kids, three kids. Breaks up very nicely. Yeah. Turns out nine's an important number to this movie. (laughs) Almost like we did that on purpose. (laughs) We don't spend too much time in this office. Just enough time to hear an apocryphal story about... Babe Ruth calling his shot. Yep. It's butchered, (laughs) as most tellings of this story are. Um, But he says it was, you know, World Series, bottom of the ninth, two outs, the whole nine yards. And I don't think that is what happened. Although it's disputed if he even called a shot at all. So yeah, it's a whole thing. What is important is that we... Pan over to a lovely photo of nine charming little boys in a sandlot with their baseball mitts. And we flash back to the summer of 62. We're back, Rachel. We're We're back back to the summer of 62. (laughs) So Rachel and I (laughs) have been on this rodeo before. (laughs) Same state, too. (laughs) Yes. Last summer, we were were just north of here in Modesto. (laughs) We covered American Graffiti one song at a time. And before that, we did a league of their own one inning at a time. So we've just smushed these two together (laughs) to cover the Sandlot this year. And we see a game happening at the school, you know, like during recess. Every boy is wearing a button-down shirt, which is adorable because I know (laughs) we are going to find out that this is. You know, two weeks before the end of the school year, the end of fifth grade for Scotty, and they're all about the same age. Benny gets into his first pickle. In fact, is that the first word said by Nathan? I think pickle is the first word not said by the narrator. Yeah. (laughs) The narrator is David Mickey Evans, which if you're watching the credits, he's important to the film. He's the director, (laughs) the writer, and the narrator. (laughs) Although I should say written by is David Mickey Evans and Robert Gunter. So it's not, you know, credit where credit is due. (laughs) This is his story. He wanted to tell a story of friendship and baseball, the greatest summer of your life. And it starts in a very sad place, though. We meet Scotty Smalls, who has just moved to Southern California. I love his line. You know, I didn't have a friend for over a thousand miles. Oh, I know. And that makes it even. (laughs) It just makes him seem so small. (laughs) Very fitting. (laughs) They make it clear it's not like 
the guys are shunning him or anything. Like, he gets a little nod of acknowledgement from Benny, but yeah. we, they, they don't know this kid. He just moved in. Yeah, and he seems to be as... I mean, as the movie goes on, he'll come out of a shell, but I think initially, and even in, you know, before he came here, he was probably the shy, quiet kid, you know, we kind of see later in the movie, he's, we kind of assume he's kind of the, what we would call nerd type, you know, he seems like he would be, you know, just as, just, you know, a nose in a book. I mean, not that that's at all a bad thing, because that would, that's me, yeah. but, so he's, he, he doesn't, it's not as easy for him to make friends especially a brand new place like that and i think it really shows in that the first scene we see him interacting with in these first nine minutes we're gonna see him interacting with both his mother and his stepfather Mm -hmm. and the awkwardness with him and bill oh i know (laughs) i think really sets the tone for the scotty character yeah himself because bill is unpacking his his trophy room, his office, his den, his man cave, whatever we're going with for this room. He's got a lot of baseball pictures, including a Babe Ruth that we see. He has a lot of pennants. I see Yankees. I see Brooklyn. I also see Southern Calif. And I think it says champs, maybe? Uh, Yeah, that's what it looks. Yeah. So uh, there's multiple trophies going up. And... You just get the idea that, like, this is an awkward conversation. You know, there's a lot of reverence happening for Bill's baseball stuff. And apparently it's been discussed that he's going to teach Scotty how to play catch. Yeah. Which I will say, as this movie goes on, what I really appreciate is that Bill's not a bad guy. It's not like this is some evil stepfather or anything. No. It's just, it's awkward. (laughs) Yeah. And like like you said, you know, as awkward... uh, as it seems, you know, Scotty is initially. It's like it's equally, I think, as awkward for for Bill. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, you know, you get the feeling this is all new to him too, or you know, how to how to handle his role as a stepfather without, yeah. uh, you know, overstepping into, you know, because I guess you don't really know how long they've been they have been married. Well, they've been married a little over a year. Okay, so yeah. But we don't know what the relationship was before then. So we don't know how long mom and Bill have been together, but we know they've been married a year. So it's still, like, this situation is very new to them all. Yeah, and he would still have enough memories of his father as a, you know, his two... You know, well, that's what I was to- <laughs> wondering. I don't think he knew his, because he said his, he was just a baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. or when he was still real little, I forget the exact wording, but the idea is that Scotty didn't really have a dad growing up. It was just him and, his, and Karen yeah. Allen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a life. <laughs> so that's where we're getting this, that maybe Scotty has not, this is a term for pets not children but maybe scotty hasn't been socialized (laughs) quite as much as he could have been because he says it's really hard for him to make friends and that makes sense if it'd been early in the school year he would have gotten to know people just naturally just by being in school all the time but now everyone's retreated to their houses (laughs) what's he gonna do and he's not you know the most sporty type so it's gonna you know it's important the whole learning to play catch so he can get to know these kids yeah. In the neighborhood and hopefully make friends. I'm guessing it's just because he lives in the neighborhood where the Sandlot kids come from that he's yeah. kind of latched onto this because 
he mentions when he follows them out there that like he doesn't play baseball. He this it's not like it's oh this is the way I'm gonna make friends. Yeah, is I'm gonna find a baseball team to play with. He just he sees this group of kids. And they play baseball, so he'll try to play baseball. Yeah. I love how tiny their U-Haul truck is. I mean, they must travel light, <laughs> or maybe they had a lot of big stuff shipped over Yeah, that's like earlier. not furniture. <laughs> no. But I will say, as a practitioner of minimalism, a very much a, like, realistic, there's a lot of stuff in yeah. this room. But there's there could be a lot more. <laughs> Yeah. In a stereotypical American home of the 21st century. <laughs> it really was just different. If you look at the number of square feet per person in this country, it exploded oh, at the yeah. end of the 20th century. So it would have been normal for there to be less, just less stuff mm -hmm. going. And then if you, if you had bought new furniture and had it delivered to the house... So that yeah. it was just your stuff in the U-Haul yeah. and then you guys in the car. I should ask my dad about this. He moved many, many times as a kid. Okay. <laughs> they had it down to it. Yeah, my father was born in Illinois, then moved to California, then back to Illinois, then to Maryland, Connecticut, then on his own he lived in Florida. Oh, he did a year of boarding school in Indiana. I mean, like... Wow. <laughs> I love taking those tell us how you pronounce these words and we'll tell you where you're from quizzes because they're always <laughs> real confused by me. <laughs> he grew up all over, but he was also one of nine kids. Oh, yeah. In these moves. So my father has exactly one toy from his childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he perfected the art or they perfected the art of. Yes. They had it down to a science of what <laughs> kids went where in the station wagon as they drove. Yeah. And so it just a lot of back and forth <laughs> for this little kid. Scotty seems like kind of lived in one place. I'm wondering if it's that Bill is originally from. This area from Southern California, from the yeah. valley. And now they are, you know, met and fell in love with mom, but now they're moving back. Yeah. I, I don't know. That is complete conjecture on my part. I know. There are no grandparents involved in this film. Because I was going to ask what your thoughts on that were, because I mean, I would say like his job, but he, tra I mean, we'll see in this later on that, you know, he travels for his job. So, I mean... It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. We are we are putting way more thought into this than anyone else did. <laughs> hey, that's what movies by minute podcasts exactly. are for. <laughs> we'll write a whole. We'll write the autobiography or the, the biography of Mom and Bill. We're gonna make a prequel. We're gonna, yes, <laughs> there's gonna be. A they prequel. keep trying to make sequels. To, they make sequels to the Sandlot, but where is the, we prequel, want the prequel that we have been waiting for? <laughs> I love kind of the way when you see them at school you know they're all wearing pants they've got their long sleeve their their button down shirts yeah shorts. and when you see them in this first game they've switched to shorts we're no longer at school we're at the sandlot <laughs> but a couple of them are wearing long sleeves like they, you kind of get that feeling like okay it's the beginning of summer though like yeah. we have not transitioned to full blasting heat <laughs> yeah of summer sandlot baseball <laughs> we're melting like a cheese sandwich or yeah not like a cheese cheeser <laughs> a toasted cheese a toasted cheese <laughs> yeah this is utah yeah it's all utah from here on out till we get to the <laughs> bookend they filmed in ogden salt lake mostly salt lake city yeah and then a few towns around there and you can go visit the site oh, right. of the sandlot imdb has a great listing including like addresses of the drugstore that he runs by and stuff like that <laughs> so 
if you are interested in doing a field trip, this information is there for you on the internet. (laughs) As Scotty skulks through the bushes. (laughs) Like, kid, you're not even in the outfield. You're literally behind a bush. Let's talk about the actors playing Scotty, since we actually see both of them in this this Oh, yes, we do. So little Scotty is played by Tom Guyry. This is actually his feature film debut. Yeah. He'd done a TV movie before this, but this was his feature film debut. And he's stayed busy since. I mean, he doesn't have a huge career, but I am very biased with excitement because he was in Black Hawk Down, a great movie. Yeah. He was also... I would see, but he was in Mystic River, which is that right by where I live. (laughs) (laughs) Lassie. I remember when that came out, although I could not tell you anything about the movie Lassie from the 90s, other than that it existed. Yeah. He is known for his role as Jimmy Donnelly in the TV series The Black Donnellys. Yeah. But one thing that really caught my mind that I appreciated was he's been on a few of the Law and Orders, and he's originally from Jersey. Trying New Jersey mm-hmm. specifically, and so as a as an East Coast actor, you always gotta look. You gotta look for that <laughs> for lo- those Law and order. order credits. <laughs> there is something else. I'm just scrolling through to see because I was like, there was something else that caught my eye. But Strangers of not- Candy caught my eye. <laughs> that was it. Okay. okay. I was say, I that- <laughs> and Tom Geary is on Instagram. He's only posted nine things, but he's on Instagram <laughs> at Tom underscore Guyry, not Geary. And an underscore. At Tom underscore Guy Ray will show you all nine photos. I feel like a lot of them got on Instagram when they started doing the reunions and stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then, like most friend groups, a couple of them are still really active and then everyone else has just kind of stopped. <laughs> <laughs> there are a ton of interviews, podcasts with Tom Guy Ray from the... So there was a 25th reunion, or 25th anniversary of the movie, which had a lot of specials and meetups, and they went to a Dodgers game together, and they did a ton of interviews and press around that time. And then the pandemic hit, and everyone was stuck at home, and Patrick Renna, who plays Hamilton Porter in this movie, said, well, I know what's fun, talking to my old Sandlot buddies. Yeah. And so he did a whole podcast and YouTube interview series. (laughs) So I will say a lot of them are very long. I did not watch all of them. If you are interested in more, again, it's out there. Tom does have some slight controversy, but nothing too terrible. He had his child, first child. Oh, shoot. I didn't even look at that. At 18, which feels very young to me. Yeah. As I sit here in my mid-30s, exhausted from <laughs> one. And then he was arrested in 2013 for being drunk and disorderly mm-hmm. in an airport. But again, as child actors go, <laughs> nothing too pretty, awful. Yeah. Nothing too awful out there. You know, there's the mugshot if you look at it, but... We're doing oh, we're doing okay. <laughs> As someone who grew up with crushes on Devin Sawa and Brad oh, Renfro, yeah. I have a lot of, and Eddie for I mean just there's a lot of drama. <laughs> <laughs> so I had paired Tom Guyry as our MVP, our player profile of the game, because he plays Scotty Smalls, who's introduced here. Scotty Smalls is also played by Arliss Howard, who we see <laughs> going to work and getting a coffee. <laughs> Arliss Howard, not a child actor, although he's been acting since at least 1983. 
and there is a 1979 that is unconfirmed in his IMDb mm-hmm. profile. So been around a while. Also keeping busy. <laughs> what I love is that that first 1983 credit is after MASH. And yeah. I did I did a MASH minute. <laughs> so that made me really happy. I mean, obviously he is much more famous <laughs> for other movies he has been in <laughs> and other TV shows. So Sandlot does not even make his known for. Yeah. And to make the uh, further baseball connection, he is in Moneyball. He's in Moneyball and he <laughs> plays John Henry. And yeah. I'm a Red Sox fan, so it's exciting. <laughs> I actually don't know how Moneyball doesn't have a movie spy minute because between the book yeah. and the film. Yeah. Oh my god. And then the real life. Oh my god. You could that would, yeah. go crazy. <laughs> Obviously, Arles Howard is much more famous for being in Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. He's in the 2009 The Time Traveler's Wife, which I guess there's a new series, so we yeah. have to start... We have to start differentiating those when we mention them. But yeah, obviously playing John Henry was what caught my eye. And (laughs) just a few short years after playing the adult Scotty Smalls, uncredited, but we know, he would marry Deborah Winger, which again, is a child of the 80s, early 90s. Oh boy. (laughs) Match made in heaven. Yeah. (laughs) So that was what I had for those two. And I had marked something else. Oh, okay. I had kept out the filming location. So Salt Lake City, Ogden, Midvale, Utah. Uh, We're going to have a guest from very near these places. Mm -hmm. American Fork, Utah, Rose Park. But again, the Salt Lake City area. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but the other thing I wanted to mention is that because we see Dodger Stadium, I wanted to bring up a book that is on my summer reading list. Okay. I have not actually read it yet, but the people who I have seen read it on social like i really trust their baseball book opinions Mm -hmm. there's a book called stealing home los angeles the dodgers and the lives caught in between by eric n-u-s-b-a-u-m it is about the building of dodger stadium and the raising of chavez ravine oh wow which is i love under the filming locations it says it's like 1000 vince scully avenue uh, in chavez ravine yeah. i'm just like wow it's just like all the dodgers stuff wow, right in the field. It <laughs> and so i really wanted to throw out this book as like there is a cost to these things yeah. and the building of large sports arenas slash stadiums is usually pretty fraught with drama yeah. So uh, I am very much looking forward to reading that this summer. Oh, man. I'm going to have to add that to my list. Yes. So summer reading list <laughs> complete. Sh- shall we go back to Scotty in, th- in the scrub brush? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very Homer Simpson-esque. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, I love that because, again, he's like, oh, I figured I could just stand in the outfield. I make nine. Again, yeah. nine being an important number. <laughs> but he, again, he's not. He's like behind a bush. <laughs> <laughs> does not seem safe no <laughs> also there's a rusty car in that like i know there's out <laughs> in the dump <laughs> you're in tetanus land scotty <laughs> tetanus land <laughs> welcome to tetanus land perhaps the name of this episode we'll find out <laughs> so we gotta talk about scotty's mitt <laughs> oh and and anything else you wanted to share <laughs> like his the hat does oh, he have the hat, hat? oh that poor mitt scotty says his mitt is a plastic one given to his (laughs) gram from his grandma for christmas i believe it was one year i have always felt great affinity 
for this mitt because while it is not plastic, it is a real Rawlings baseball mitt. My first mitt is still like in perfect condition. <laughs> yeah. Did not play with this much as a child. So I am a lefty. Oh, yeah. So I always had to bring my own mitt. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. And my dad was like, well, obviously you want to learn to play and you, you love baseball. Let me get you. And so I was gotten this mitt probably from a sports authority. Mm-hmm. It's signed by Ryan Sandberg. Wow. I don't know who that is, though. It's not sign-signed. <laughs> it's like the, you know, the... Yeah. the Imprint. Yes. I had a uh, one, a Daryl Strawberry one. <laughs> at least I knew who Daryl Strawberry was. Yeah. I mean, not for any good reasons at that point, but his <laughs> know, name had just, come up in the news. <laughs> I know. that's a, no, Yeah. It's like as I grew but, up, I was like, oh, man, why did I get a Daryl Strawberry? I don't even know. <laughs> why do we have any of these things? I, I He was a Cubs player. I knew nothing. I didn't even know who he was. I don't even know why I'm pronouncing Ryan correctly. R-Y-N-E but that was what I had and then so this is the mitt that I learned to play catch with yeah and then as soon as I hit the age for softball I got my softball mitt which could be used for both and that is the one that like I finally had to get rid of it because it was disintegrating actually oh, this one yeah. when you stick your hand in it comes out kind of dyed oh yeah. <laughs> but if you if you just saw it sitting on my shelf it looks like it's like in pris- yeah. absolutely pristine perfect condition there's like one black scrape on the back that's it whereas my softball one was literally disintegrating when i finally got and i actually did that thing where like you take a picture of it before you throw it away oh yeah because the memories are in the not in the item uh (laughs) that was one it was the black leather and the fingers were longer Mm -hmm. it had the holes so you could put your index finger on the outside (laughs) that was that was my mitt that was the one also that when i first got it not only did i wrap it around a softball then with the giant rubber bands in the off season. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I first got it, what we would do is actually, on the first day of softball practice, you, everyone with a new mitt would throw it into the road and then a junior who had their own car would dr- or a senior <laughs> would drive back and forth over them oh to like loosen them up a bunch of times. <laughs> That one, <laughs> that was my baby. But so when, whenever I see this mitt, this plastic mitt that gets made fun of, I'm like, oh no, I, know. I was Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have a base or a softball history too. So I will let you also speak to what this movie means to you. <laughs> yeah, mine is mostly up through like sixth or seventh grade. But yeah, it does bring back, yeah, the memories of just a te- team and, I don't know, playing the outfield because I mostly played outfield, but not quite that far back. And you know, <laughs> We didn't have you any- You were <laughs> actually in the field of play. <laughs> yeah, I was actually. Yeah, there were no bush bushes in the area, so I couldn't hide, but- I still get nervous when they do that shot to the ball coming down straight at him. I like, know. It's, so, it's super cheesy. It's got the sound effect. Like, I know it's, a, but like, and it's kind of like, ah, and fall to the ground. <laughs> Man, know. if you've ever been a bad outfielder, <laughs> it's rough, yeah. rough to watch. Well, and it's, I, I, I rem- remember, you know, that terrifying feeling of when a pop fly is coming at you and you're like, I have to like, I have to catch this. Like, I, and you're just like, you don't want to, but you know, you have to. <laughs> Especially when it's coming directly to you. Like, yep. there's no way you can pretend like, oh, I couldn't couldn't reach it in time. Oh, yeah, I exactly. <laughs> oh, I misjudged it in the sun. 
Yeah, the sun. <laughs> you can't always blame the sun. The sun got in my eyes. Oh, the classic man. Lucy. Uh, <laughs> why can't I think of their last? Van Pelt. <laughs> yeah. Van Pelt, <laughs> and then we get just throw. Oh, man. It's real. I mean, they're already ragging on him. But when he tries to, like, set himself up. And it's like. <laughs> throws. It goes about four feet in front of him. Maybe six if we're being generous. <laughs> it is important we see that while all the other boys are falling over themselves laughing, Benny is not amused. Benny doesn't find it funny that this kid is that bad no. <laughs> at throwing a baseball. And then we cut to the erector set. <laughs> oh, who's the signed photo from? Mr. Wizard, Don Herbert. Watch Mr. Wizard, which ran 51 to 65. So you're right. We are in prime. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to not make that a question. I'm going to say it we is. cut to Scotty's room, the erector set next to his signed photo from Mr. Wizard. <laughs> or at least we assume it's Mr. Wizard. Just, yeah. you know, covering our bases. <laughs> but But I think, like you said, that really tells us something about Scotty. Yeah. Not just that he, you know, likes the show, watches the show. He is sent away for the framed 8x10. <laughs> and we see a pretty elaborate erector set set up. Oh, man. Erector sets. I remember, well, my, my one friend had an erector set we would kind of tinker with every time we were, were at her house. My brother had one, too. I don't remember exactly what phase it was, but I know at one point, maybe it was when he was in Southern California, my dad really liked that everyone would kind of, like, pool their erector set resources oh, to yeah. see how crazy a huge thing they could make. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be awesome if he, like, made what we see coming on, coming up later in the movie when they have <laughs> to do their rescue mission. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, Dad, did you ever <laughs> make something? I do know that he never hit his mom square in the forehead yeah. with a metal ball. And if he Aww. did, she would not have looked. Uh, like, I love my grandma, but she was a fierce woman and she would not have looked as kind at the no. <laughs> end of this section as, as Karen, Karen Allen does coming in to have a little heart to heart with Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't think my mom would be that. I mean, she wouldn't be like, but yeah, she wouldn't be that serene. That's my thing. I'd like to think I wouldn't be mad like long term, but. Quite frankly, I probably would have sworn and then been yeah. like, you didn't hear that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I said, my dad was in Southern California right around this time. I know he was there in 64, 65. I don't mm -hmm. know if it was his or It had to have been, though, because he was born in Illinois but doesn't remember it. He remembers uh, growing up in Southern California. Okay. So he had to have been there by 62, actually. Never mind. Yeah. He definitely was there. He was just much, much smaller. <laughs> he was one of the Sandlot kids' little brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is also where he was on a Little League team. Mm -hmm. Later, I will embarrass him by sharing the photo of him and his Little League team Yay. uniform. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you said your dad also had a similar experience. Yeah, they lived. Yeah, his family lived in California for about five, six years, and I'll have to find pictures, but I, I mean, I know he played played as well, played baseball, probably Little League, and he, he I, I remember him saying, like, one thing, you know, growing up, being born, and coming back to Ohio when, you know, they were older, is doing, like, hitting baseballs and seeing, like, how, you know, hitting them by or under cactus cacti a cactus cacti <laughs> <laughs> and he would uh quite often go see i know he has pictures with some of the angels california angels players oh 
I remember okay. seeing them. I'm sure they still have those pictures at their house. I mean, you know, we... <laughs> we have very few pictures, but we do have some from the California years. And there's one of my dad at a birthday party and they've gotten like a swamp thing oh, creature wow. from the Black Lagoon. I mean, it's just like the most like, hello, early 60s Southern California photo I've ever <laughs> seen in my we- life. <laughs> I had to look it up. It was La Mirada, California. Was okay. Okay. I knew if I kept like typing... La, m- La something I would recognize it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> My dad, they grew or they were in Upland, California. So we're setting the stage, and these guys are in <laughs> the valley, and that's as much as we're ever gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where our dads were growing up. Yes. Scotty is about to complete his growing up years. He's already been a little kid, but he's trying this. Except, uh, just kidding. His life is over. His life is over. because of that throw. And how they laughed. I get it. I was once a kid. Oh, yeah. The terrible arm. I mean, not that bad. But if it had been, <laughs> I would have been, I would have been on that. Well, it was that bad. And then my dad was like, we have got to do something. <laughs> you know what? Maybe next section, Bill will have an epiphany too. And everything will be fine. Yeah. Just kidding. It's all Benny all the way from here. Yeah. <laughs> Benny, Bill. Substitute Benny father Bill. figure. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we we recorded out of order, so I know you have a fabulous theory about Scotty's real <laughs> father, but we will get to that. Yes. We will get to that in a later episode. <laughs> I believe next week. <laughs> yes. There's our teaser for the episode. Make sure you come back next week to hear possibly the greatest yeah. retconning fanfic headcanon ever. <laughs> then uh, come to uh, the listeners treehouse and share your thoughts and opinions yes every time i think like oh i'm done with facebook and it's like but the listener groups tierney i know you love the listener groups (laughs) (laughs) i get sucked back in the other place to find us is at vcr privileges on twitter and instagram our website is onesteelsister.com slash probably the sandlot i don't know how the website <laughs> is gonna want to punctuate that if at all but if you go to onestealsister.com there is a drop down for the sandlot there and all our episodes will be posted there where your lovely podcatcher of choice will find them <laughs> and bring them to your ears through the magic of the internet <laughs> yeah internet. we love the internet And also there is where you can find links to the other shows that I've done and the other shows Rachel and I have done. So that's all there. This summer is also the first summer I've gotten to be able to say that I am an author. I wrote a book with an ISBN and the whole shebang. It's a real (laughs) thing. So that is also at my website. It's called The Post Road. It was very heavily inspired by American Graffiti, but I don't think I have to say I'm ripping off George Lucas because so many people had already stolen that idea of, Mm -hmm. like, high school friends the last night before they split and go off to college. Yeah. I feel like that's just a trope now. Uh, I think I'm in the clear. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So I basically wrote American Graffiti, but if it had been my friends in 99 and 2000... (laughs) (laughs) Instead of 62. Rachel, what have you been up to lately? Oh, I have been um, recording The Sandlot. (laughs) I really recommend getting a cake. Perhaps a cake is needed for The Sandlot. (laughs) Mm, Maybe a, like, a a s'mores cake. (gasps) (laughs) A giant s'more. (laughs) I actually 
somewhere there's like an icebox cake recipe, which, oh man, people listening, I know what I said just sounded like it came from a completely other era and it did actually come from the last century. But if you've <laughs> never had an icebox cake, they're of- magical. What? Like they use science to be magical. Like what is, I mean, I've heard of them. But I'm intrigued. You're you're layering like Cool Whip. Oh, I love Cool Whip. And graham crackers and berries and stuff. I mean, it depends on what you're making, obviously. There's like a mint chocolate version I've seen. But what happens, there's one with lady. uh, But what happens is you then stick it in your freezer or refrigerator. Refrigerator. Freezer? I don't know. That doesn't seem right. Go buy an ice, go buy an ice box. The important thing is that overnight, the graham crackers or ladyfinger pastries that you've put in there break down so that the next day it is like cake texture. Oh man, that's like everything mushes into each other in the layers. Mm, That sounds divine. I made a butterfinger one once and it was real good <laughs> oh man i'd be all about that mint chocolate one too not gonna lie no actual cooking isn't is required so yeah oh man when it's 90 degrees and the idea of turning on your oven is yeah. hell on earth there you go <laughs> oh man i'm hungry now i'm sorry i got really excited because i request this <laughs> year for my birthday which is in august i'm doing an icebox cake perfect because my kid is already because i have a child who will be home for the summer. Yeah. Uh, and I am frightened. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it will be fine. Yeah. But this is the first year that he's like gone away to school when I wasn't working full time. So, yeah. so having him home full time, I'm like, what it's can we be, do? Yeah. This is science. And then we get to eat it. <laughs> yeah. That's the best kind of science. We'll do this. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes. Uh, so I'm recommending the book Stealing Home about the building of Stealing Dodger Stadium. Home. And I'm recommending making an icebox cake. Welcome to summer, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are transporting you fully back to 1962 <laughs> with icebox yes. cakes and everything. <laughs> I'm on brand. Although, as a Red Sox fan, I am perfectly happy living when I do live, not in 1962. <laughs> uh, I... I- I can't say the same. I was just going to say, I started to joke like, oh, maybe by the time this comes out, they'll have turned it around. And then I was like. They kind of do. And then, yeah, I don't know. They, yeah. they It's been a lot better. <laughs> for, for listeners, please let them know how you suffer. <laughs> I am a Cincinnati Reds fan. And it just was a mess there for a while. It may still be. <laughs> Love your chili. But the, oh, and, man, and the, chili. the Reds yeah. have a, a great fascinating history. But yeah, the, the 2022 baseball oh, season my gosh. is it, not off to a good start. It was off to a bad start even before. <laughs> Yeah, the official, the uh, everyone. Even when there wasn't baseball, it was it was bad. Badly. Yeah, it's like goodbye, so everybody. <laughs> but so, uh, um, hey, Hunter Green, we have him. That's a promise, <laughs> promising. You know what? When the Reds are disappointing you in, in various ways, you can just pop on a VHS of the Sandlot. Yes, <laughs> JK, it's on DVD now, but uh, you can pop that or in. Plus, <laughs> sit in front of a sit in front of an AC with a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, listeners, please come back for some more of the Sandlot, nine minutes at a time. Woohoo! <laughs> there absolutely is a recipe for s'mores icebox cake. I was, was going to ask. I used to play baseball. I used to want to play. 
People all said I had to be a winner someday. We played on the sand lots and the gravel schoolyards. I once had a tryout with the St. Louis car. The Cardinals sit young and wish you like your arm. We believe you can make it. We'll send you down to the farm. You need a little season play, a little double A. We'll give you a chance to show how much you want to play. And that was my favorite spring. I could do anything for six feet tall and lean. I was just 17. My fastball was nothing but smoke. My curveball snapped and broke. My change that made them look fast. They couldn't hit a thing I had.